Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of My Blind Life. My name is Stephen Mike, and I'm your host for tonight. Well, every night. <laughs> well, whenever time you're listening to this. But anyways, uh, before we get started with this episode, I um, want to let you guys know this episode is going to contain some, some graphic details when it comes to drugs, um, depression, and suicide. Uh, so if you cannot... Uh, listen to that kind of stuff. I would advise you to um, check out some of uh, our some of my other episodes. Um, so yeah, and then um, another thing: if you guys are are feeling down, feeling um, depressed, have any suicidal thoughts, uh, the number to the National Suicide Hotline is one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five, and you could also send S T A R T start to seven four one seven four one. So yeah, um, this episode is, it's, it's a good one. Um, I got to meet Darius Johnson. Um, he had a, he had a rough life, man. Um, a good one. He's a, he's a good guy. Um, but he had, he had some, uh, pretty hard times. Um, he just got dealt a bad hand, but well, let's just let, let the episode, uh, let the episode speak for itself. Um, so yeah, I'd like to introduce everyone to Darius Johnson. Welcome to My Blind Life. One, two, three, four. All right, all right, all right. What's going on, brother? How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? Pretty um, good, pretty good. So, uh, yeah, finally, finally in. How you feeling? You feeling good? Feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty good. All right, brother. Since uh, so as you heard, you heard how the how the how the show goes, how the show is. So let's start off from the beginning. Um, let's hear um, how Darius was born, where you were from, uh, how you grew up, and all that stuff. So this guy, let's get right into it, man. All right, man. Well, um, yeah, this is Darius Johnson. Um, I, I was really born in Jersey City, New Jersey, really, but uh. Lived up there until I was 13. Um, uh, I moved to Georgia after that. So, so, uh, so you you were born in New Jersey and... Yeah, Jersey to, City, New Jersey. Okay, so all the way up to your 13? Yeah, I was there all the way up until I was 13. My so, mom really didn't want me in Jersey City. So when... Um, um, were you were you blind since birth or, or Yeah, my mom yeah, I'll tell everybody this now. I was born blind, um and this might even shock the hell out of you, dude, but um my mom was actually scratched by a cat that she was pregnant. And so I got toxoplasmosis. Oh shit. And um yeah, shit, man. So that's why I can't that's 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 the reason why that is. It's you know, they some people call it scratch catch scratch fever. Yeah. And um, but the funny thing is, is I actually grown to actually like cats. <laughs> Ain't that some shit? Do, do you have a cat? Uh, well, I mean, the cat got to be fixed and I really would do female cats, you know what I mean? Yeah. Versus male cats. And they definitely have to be fixed because yeah. I mean, it calms them down more yeah, when they yeah. fix. Yeah. So when you grew up, when you were born, um, did you did you know that you were blind or like was anybody treating you any different or like what happened when you were a kid as because you, you were born completely blind or you had some sight? Oh no, I got lights and shadows. Um, I can see lights and shadows. Um, 
um, they, my parents actually didn't know. My mom and dad didn't know for the first month. Uh, it took my great grandma to tell them that it was something wrong with my eyes because they wouldn't stop moving. Oh, and really? So that's when, yeah. So that's when they took me up into the, um, to the doctor. You, you know, they took me up there and that's when they, you know, they, they determined it. I mean, this is what all I was told anyway. You know, I was yeah. Old, so I, mean, I remember this shit. <laughs> well, how old are you when, when they took you to the doctor? I mean, that's what I'm saying. I was a month old. Oh, you're a month old. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I mean, okay. I'm saying this is what they told me. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Oh shit. So, when you were like, when you started growing up as a kid, like, what happened? Um, I mean, it was good shit. It was bad. Um, it, I mean, Jersey City is rough, man. Like, it, it's just a rough place to be. It's it's just real bad. A lot of people move from Jersey City to go to better places, really. Yeah, but um, you know, I have—I mean, my cousins kind of looked out for me, man. You know, being in the hood, and you know, I mean, I, I, you know, got a lot of respect from people, and you know, I've—it was the occasional fuck niggas. You know, they try to, you know, they try to fuck with you. Yeah, you know, the fuck shit. But other than that, I mean, it was pretty straight. I mean, to be real about it, I, I mean, to be honest with you, I was kind of a little sissy when I grew up, though, until I turned about 12, 13. Is that, and, is that because you're blind, or is it just, just because you're you're being protected? Probably that, and you know, and I mean, I don't know. I mean, I didn't know really what to do. I mean, I had to learn. Yeah. I had to learn what to do. Okay. I had to learn how to fight, all that shit, man. So you, you, you basically taught yourself how to fight you you grew up rough way before you left uh georgia city right i was getting into a lot of shit and my mom wanted me to because see my dad is a doctor he internal medicine you know, he you know he when, when she moved me to georgia like he was in you know school and you know like she wanted me to to do better than what i was doing because it was just like every day it was something suspend you know fighting or getting suspended from school or <laughs> anything what were some of the things they were getting into i mean smoking weed um you know smoking cigarettes gang activity guns you know i'm on all kinds of shit man and all that all that was before 13 right yeah dang all that shit, man. Okay. I mean, I used to, I used to, I, I, I'm thinking about it now when I was, with me being younger, like I used to bust bottles just for fun, just because I like to hit a glass break type <laughs> shit. Like, yeah. So. Dang, that's yeah, insane. Man. So like, yeah. you had, you had to, you had to live that way, right? Because, Back in the day, in Jersey City, it was just it was just rough. So you basically had to I mean, be I tough. I mean, let me let me say this. Yeah, I didn't have to live that way. I probably chose to live that way because, see, my dad made it out of Jersey City. Yeah, and I, I, I mean, I, I I don't. I mean, 
I'm gonna be real about it. I ain't shit. I ain't got no job right now. But like, I feel like if he can make it out the hood, anybody can. And I mean, he like he didn't. I mean, it was hard for him. He didn't have hardly no friends in high school, and you know, he didn't. You know, what I mean, he didn't. He didn't really. You know, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't have a lot of friends. You know, he met my mom. I mean, that was when you know they had me. They had me when you know. He, my dad was 16. My mom was 17. You know, I'm 33 now. Okay. When did your uh, so, When did your parents split? You know. They never got married. Oh, they never got married. Mm-mm. Did so? They just uh, stopped seeing each other after you were born, or? I mean, <laughs> to be real about it, I really don't know what happened. Yeah. I don't know why they broke up. I don't. I don't know. I mean, that's just something I have to talk to them about. That I mean, that's just something I have to ask them about now. Because okay. that's something I, I never even thought about to ask. So, so your dad, your dad lived in in Georgia, right? Yeah, he's in Georgia. He's in Georgia now. He lives in Marietta. So, Georgia. you moved down to the Georgia at the age of thirteen. Um, yeah. When did he move down there? He moved down here in uh, 97. And how old were you? Uh, 11. 11? So, yeah. okay, so up to up to the age of 11, you had your dad there. And then two years later, you moved down there with him? I mean, I'm not going to say he was, like, there all the time. Because, I mean, you know, he had his, you know, his shit going on with school and him trying to be a doctor. I mean... I'm not going to say it was neglect, but I mean, I'm not going to say that it was, you know, he was being a full parent. He didn't start being a full parent until I actually came down there. Yeah. Down here. Um, okay. So when you moved, so your, your mom moved you down to Georgia because you were getting into shit. You're, you're basically living the rough life. Um, how'd that make you feel like? What, what, Tell me when I left. Yeah, yeah. When your mom decided, like, mm-hmm. "Hey, man, you need it. You need to go down there. Just you're not doing yeah, that right here." You know, when I first left, I didn't want to leave Jersey. Like, I didn't want to leave Jersey because that was all I know. That was all I knew. Like, and then to come down here to Georgia, I was like, "Man, I don't want to be down here with these country ass bumps." <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, you know what I mean? Only thing I wanted was the food. Yeah. You feel? Yeah. <laughs> So, um, so how was that transition for you when you, when you did finally move or was it like tough or like, were you fighting against it? Um, well, I didn't really fight against it. I mean, I, I mean, shit, it wasn't nothing I can do. Yeah. What was I going to do? I mean, shit, they already made the decision. I mean, they told me, you know what I mean? That they want I mean, she asked me if would I, you know, if I would want to go. Then I told her that I wasn't sure, but shit. I mean, I ain't even finished that school year. Yeah. I ain't even finished the school time. But Dang. I mean, it was a good it was a good read, you know, it was a good thing that they you know, they took me, you know, moved me down to Georgia because actually to be honest with you, like I you know, they I think they was just passing me up there really because like I didn't really know shit. They they gave me a test when I got down here to Georgia and they figured I was on a sixth grade level. So they put me back to sixth grade. Oh, really? So they're just passing you by. 
Yeah. Oh, it's damn. It's called social promotion. What, was no, it, what, so, you know, what is it called again? Social uh, promotion. Social where they, you, you know, they, they try to pass you with, you, you know, you, you know, they don't want, you know, it's pre- after a while, you know, up north, I don't know if they do it down here in Georgia right now, but up north, you know, a lot of people, like Jersey, a lot of people don't go to school. They hit the streets. And, you know, they don't want, like, older kids to, like, they don't want a 15-year-old to be in the eighth grade. Yeah. So they're going to try, they're going to pass you. Okay. Just so you don't be in the eighth grade type shit. If after so long, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, okay, so you moved down to Georgia at the age of 13. You started living with your dad. Um, how was that experience? Like when you finally got to your dad's, because at that time was your dad still in school or was he already a doctor at that point? Oh, he was still in school. He was definitely still in school. It was like his second year. I think he had like one more year though. And how was that? I, I mean, it was all right. Um, the first year was good. Um, it was, the first year was good. Um, I, I don't really have any complaints about the first year. Um, some questionable activity, you know, I had found out about what? about him when um, when I moved down there, which I can I'll get into it, you know. Sure. Um, basically, I you know I basically found out my dad was gay when he was four, when I was fourteen. You know, I found out he was or, or at least had at least by or something. How'd you find that out? Um, well, um, because it was a few reasons, ways how I found out. When I first moved down to Georgia, I met his, he had a friend, his name is Charles. Uh, I'm not going to put his last name out there like that. But, yeah, no worries. You know, he had a friend named Charles and, um, you know, I didn't think nothing of it when I first moved down here because, I mean, it was just like, shit, I'm just coming to a new place and shit like that. And so I, you know, I didn't really think nothing of it. But, he, like, he, like, you know, I'm, he kind of sounded gay. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I just didn't really think about it like that. And I started seeing him come around more. And more and more and more and and like I seen, you know, I seen him, you know, Charles sleeping in my dad, you know, being being up in my dad room a lot, and I was always wondering why is that? Why do they always be together like that? Yeah. And it, like it, I it is like long story short, like I you know when I turned fourteen. Like, I woke up at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning, so hearing my dad, you know, screwing another man. So that's what fucked me up in life. So you heard him or you saw him? Heard it. Oh, wow. And that, how did that affect you? Because you said it messed you up. As a matter of fact, I heard it a couple of times. Really? I heard that shit a couple of times, man. Did you... Did you want to believe it when you heard it, or, or what were you thinking? Like, we're like, no, I, this is I, not I, true. When I heard that, that was the that was when I, you know, that was when I just said, well, yeah, he gay. 
Like, I mean, like, I like last, like the year before that, like, like I said, I remember I told you I was in the sixth grade. Like, it was signs of it, but I just didn't want to believe. It. Like, for example, I'll give you a couple of signs. Like, for example, they would get into little arguments, and my dad would try to get me to not listen to them, but I listened to it anyway. Like, they would argue over uh, how many condoms they had left. And he, 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 Charles would think my dad was doing some shit. He really wasn't. He'd go to work. You know what I mean? Or, yeah. you know, shit like that. So, I mean, that you know, I, you know, the arguments, you know, basically, and, and then hearing that shit confirmed it for me. Okay. So, once you once you heard that, and you like, you said it affected you. Like, how so? Did did it like mess up the relationship with you and your dad, or or what happened? Fight every day, man. I got suspended from seventh grade. I don't know how many times I got suspended from seventh grade. I, I can tell you, the eighth grade, I got suspended from school twenty six times. Oh shit. 26 times, bro. If it wasn't, I mean, my dad must have had some kind of connection or something because he kept me in the school. Because they was really supposed to experiment. Yeah. And were you just yeah, I mean, were you just fighting and acting up because of that, or? I don't know. I mean, I'm. I mean, I, 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 I when I was doing it, I didn't think it was because of that. But I mean, I just did it just to do it. I mean, hell, I was from Jersey. I, I mean, I was trying to show motherfuckers, like, don't fuck with me type shit. Yeah. But, I mean, as I got older and think about it, you know, I figured, yeah, that's probably the reason why I probably acted like that. Hmm. So, okay, at this point, you, you know, you still can't see. Were you, <laughs> did you have any family besides your dad there in Georgia? Say that again. Did you have any family uh, in Georgia uh, at that time, or was it just you and your dad? Just me and my dad at the time. My grandma was in Jersey. She was locked up, heroin. Did, um, was there anyone, so were you picked on there because of your side, or? Georgia? Yeah. Um, yeah, I get picked on sometimes almost every day. Well, I mean, not almost every day, but I mean, it, it happens. People are ignorant down here in Georgia. That's what I grown you know, realize people are ignorant down here. But I mean, I get a lot of respect down here too. Back then, I, I can't remember if I really got made fun of. I, I a lot of people liked me there, you know. Yeah, a lot of people, you know. I mean, I was straight from up top. I had the accent and everything. So it's like, I, I mean, I really had the swag back then. Like, I, I can't really say I, you know, I really got made fun of. I mean, I think it was just more of. I used to dress nice, and my dad used to make sure I had nice clothes and shit. And people used to be jealous about it. And you know, I mean, you know, we get to fight. Yeah. Shit. Okay. All right. So after after you found out about your dad, and you kept getting suspended, um, eighth grade. After eighth grade, what happened? Um. Well, the seventh grade, um, they told me that I couldn't even go back. I went to this school called Shamrock Middle. It's in the Cab County. Mm-hmm. And they told me after that, like after the seventh grade year, I couldn't, like, I I couldn't even go, come, I couldn't even come back to, the, to that school. So, eighth grade year, my dad moved me, 
they moved to Douglasville. He had got a house because by this point in time, he had um, just started his practice. And um, he just opened up his practice. And, you know, it was in Douglasville. And he bought this nice house. And, you know, he wanted to do all this because he wanted, you know, he seen that, like, like it was, I mean, he, you know, I don't think he knew that I knew about it, but he knew it was something wrong. What do you, what do you mean by that? I mean, like, he didn't, I don't think he knew that I knew it. Oh, okay. Yeah. He didn't know. Uh-huh. But I would tell people, you know, about it, you know, who I thought that I could trust about it. Like my ex-girlfriend, Shanika Campbell. Um, I hope she listens. I mean, I hope she can, I hope she knows about this podcast or gets listening because I'm shouting her out. But, you know, I mean, you know, back at that time, like, she was a real good person to talk to. So she was always there for you, like, at that time for all the difficult yeah. stuff you're going through? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah definitely. Oh, yeah, definitely. Hold on real quick, though. Are you good? <laughs> um, so, what, what, what kind of doctor was your dad? <coughs> he had internal medicine. Oh, okay. Um, so, you moved into a big house with him, um... He tried to give you, I guess he tried to uh, like you know, dress you up nice. Uh, was he was he a good dad? Like he tried to uh, get you everything you could, you know, try to provide for you and all that stuff. Oh yeah, I mean he provided for me a lot. Like he did. I mean, it, I mean he didn't always give me everything I wanted. I mean he he wanted me to be on the straight and narrow, but like he like he, I remember he used to play a little game. Like he used to. Hi, my little music CDs and stuff, because he didn't want me to listen to rap music. Because I mean, he felt like it was in the yeah. Yeah, he felt like it was an influence, <laughs> which maybe it kind of was, especially what I was listening to. Back then, I, hell, to this day, I remember some of the shit. I, I mean, my favorite rapper back then was DMX. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know how much you know about DMX, but... Yeah, I, I know DMX. Back <laughs> <laughs> then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so... What, when? Okay, so you went to a new school after that? Like... Because you you weren't able to go to yeah your... I went to I went to this school called Chapel Hill Middle School my bad yeah that's what I have to say sure I went to Chapel Hill Middle School um for the eighth grade and then I went to Chapel Hill High School for um ninth tenth and eleventh twelfth because once I after the eighth grade the ninth grade yeah I I I didn't get in no more trouble in school oh so you're kind of like on the were you on the straight and narrow that your dad was helping you get on in high school. I'm not going to say I was on a straight and narrow. I'm going to say I just never got caught for shit. <laughs> well, so what were you doing that you weren't getting caught at? Betting. Betting. Uh, trying to sell a little weed. Yeah. Uh, I don't even remember, man. Just 
dog kind of shit, skipping school, all that shit, man. And a lot of people wonder how you do this shit when you're blind. I just, I, 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 I grew up around a lot of sighted people. I didn't go to no blind school. Yeah. I went to all public schools. I went to blind school. Matter of fact, I'll take that back. I went to blind school when I was in kindergarten to learn how to read Braille. Yeah. That's when I went to blind school. Okay. Other than that, it was all public school. So let's let's go back to kindergarten. How was your experience there, if if you remember uh, kindergarten? I don't really remember too much of it. No? I don't really remember too much of it. Because uh, I was so young, man. Oh, yeah. I, I mean... I don't really, all I know is that I went there. To, I went to St. Joseph's School for the blind. It's in Jersey City. Yeah. Um, and I went there for, for Braille and mobility. Okay. Do you so, think, um, so back back, to, back in high school, so do you think maybe your, your blindness kind of helped you get away with a little bit of stuff or? Yeah, maybe. But I mean, it was, I mean, it was, I mean. It was sometimes when I did get it, you know. I, I mean, I, I think I might have did one day ISS in in ninth grade. I don't even remember what I did to get in there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember what I did to get in there. Yeah, but you know, jumping back to the eighth grade year, my my my, where I got a lot of my trouble with was in band class when I was in band. Oh, you were in band. What'd you do in band? What up, man? What up, Trey? What's up, man? <laughs> that's that's one of the little neighbors' nephews. Um, but back in band, man, I used to. I remember one time I got into it with a, with somebody, and I used to play trumpet, and I actually threw the trumpet at somebody. Oh shit! <laughs> what happened? Why'd you, why'd you throw it at him? Uh, I don't remember why. I just—I just, don't remember why. I don't remember why I did it. I just did it. <laughs> shit! And denied it, and and they suspended me for it three days. Damn! And uh, I was—I was supposed to get—I was supposed to get a uh, expelled. Did you know what a trumpet is? That yeah. That's. Brass, yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Jesus. So I mean, shit. They, I, shit. They should have locked my ass up. <laughs> um, do you still play trumpet? Nah, I smoke too much. I, I always thought about going back, but I smoke too much. I don't got the breath to do that shit. Yeah, I feel you. All right, all right. So, okay, you. You're 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 doing some shit in high school, but you weren't really getting caught. So, um, how was it in high school? Like with the girls, with like, I mean, you were cool with everybody. As being the blind person in a public school, how was it? Matter of fact, man, you're lazy, man. My senior year of high school, I took two girls to pool. Oh shit! <laughs> eighth grade, I took two girls to the eighth. Shit, I had three dates to the eighth grade dance. Matter of fact. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> so how, how was that like for your senior prom? Taking two girls. My senior prom, uh, it was straight. It was cool, man. I had a lot of fun. Um, it wasn't like it was, I was dating anybody. It was just I I mean, really to be honest with you, 
I didn't have no date at the prom. I really went with, I went with two people that had dates pretty much. And I ended up getting a date at the prom. Oh, okay. Okay. And then like, I got the third date at the eighth grade dance while I was, my two dates that was supposed to show up was late as fuck. (laughs) And I ended up just dancing with this girl all night. And I ended up just wanting her to be my date. Really? I didn't even want to be with two girls no more. I I took more pictures with that girl than, than I did with the two dates that I that asked me. Do you still so, talk to them to this day? One of them died, I think. Oh, how'd that happen? I don't know where the other one that I don't have, I have no idea. I don't even know if it's true. Oh shit! I don't. Yeah. I just heard through the grapevine in high school that one of them one of that girl Brianna her name is Brianna she passed she died. Dang. I don't know what she died from. I don't know what happened. Yeah. Um, I, I remember telling my dad about it. I think she died from, I think she died in the car. Now that it's coming back to me, though. Okay. I was, I, I mean, I didn't feel nothing off it, though. I, just, I mean, I was sorry for a family that lost, but I mean, it was just like. Yeah. You know, I mean, what can I do about it? For sure. All right, so um, after high school, what happened after high school? Did you did you go to college or what'd you do? After high school, um, well, I, it was a lot of problems at home for my senior year of high school. During with during your dad. senior year, huh? During your senior year, yeah, with my dad because um, he got married back in two thousand and two. And um, he, the female that he got married to had, it's kind of complicated to, to say this, but he, she had, like, it was her niece and nephew. So it was like my stepbrother and stepsister or cousin or I don't even know how you say. It. So Which, how you did she adopt her nieces and nephews? Yeah, she adopted. Them. Okay, okay, yeah, I, yeah, I understand. So they're oh. her adopted kids, and they were your stepkids by law, I guess. But so you know, later step- in high school, sister, yeah. Later in high school, like I started finding out, like that my brother was gay too. Oh, and so you know the one that I'm living with. You know, that I'm staying with now, you know, or the one that I was staying with back in high school, you know, he was gay and shit. And, um, I, um, I, um, that shit hurt me more. That shit hurt me more, too, because it was like, I felt like my dad was giving him more attention. Like, he would buy him clothes. And I mean, I'm not talking about like fucking shit that you get from City Trail. I'm talking about shit that you would go out to. I don't know if you've ever heard of this store or not, but Saks Fifth yeah. Plaza. Yeah. Yeah. I'm talking about shit like that. Like 500 and something dollar pairs of shoes and shit. Do you think it was because and, he was gay or? Yeah. Yeah. I think it was because of that. And and they connected. And I, I felt like they had like some kind of relationship going on. I mean, I really do feel like that. I mean... What do you mean a relationship and like a like a? 
Shit, like they were getting pro- like they were poking each other. Shit. Oh, okay. <laughs> How did you find out your brother was gay though? Oh uh, well, to be honest with you, he told me. Oh, and, okay, okay. And I seen his boyfriends and shit like that. Like I seen him. You know, I met him and they were cool folk. They were cool people. They really were. But shit. I I that gay shit is kind of traumatic to me. Really, it is. Yeah. And, um, I, you know, I used to do a lot of shit to my dad in high school. I used to, you know, like, I used to steal his money. He used to have a lot of money in the house. And I used to, he, you know, for the longest, he never even knew that I was taking his money. But I used to take his money and gamble with it and buy weed, cigarettes, all kind of shit. Whatever I wanted to do. I mean, I I might have stole about three thousand dollars from my dad. No bullshit. Damn. No so, bullshit. When you saw your dad and your, your brother, um, you know, having that bond, having that 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 type of relationship, like what was I going through your head? Me. Really hurt me to the core. Really, I was kind of jealous about it. I told my stepsister about it and. Because by this point in time, she done moved out. She had moved out of the house. Um, that's a whole other story, how the way she moved out. But she done moved out. And, you know, I talked to her and told her how the way I was doing. And she went and told somebody else. It got back to them. And that's when all the problems pretty much started, basically, throughout the year. I mean, it was an up-and-down relationship. Between, Thank you. between you and them or between them two? My dad. My, my dad. My brother had went to job corps. Yeah. So he was gone. So it was my senior year of high school. I was the only one there at the house. What are some of the things that happened, like um, like the problems that started between you and your dad? Oh, shit. I fought my dad. Like physically? Yeah. Like physically, like to the point where his wife had to break it up, like to the point where like, you know, you know, the knives and that come in, in kitchen set. Yeah. You know, like the, the butcher knife. Yeah. 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 I had do one of them shits at him. It almost hit him. Oh shit. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Did he ever yeah, like man. call the cops on you? Any, like any, no, he ain't never do that. Cause he ain't never want me to go to jail. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, even now, he still don't want me to. Like, he, he, even now, like, I mean, he first, I mean, even if I get in some shit, he going, like, like, uh, I, 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 like, recently, oh, well, I mean, I'll get into that a little later on, but recently, like, it was a situation that came up and he was just like, you ain't got no warrants on you, do you? And I'm like, no, you know, I'm not, you know, I don't have no warrant. Like, you know, he wanted to be like, you know, because he called, you know, you know, basically, long story short, I had to go to the, to the, you know, the hospital. Yeah. You know, he got me a, you know, Uber ride, and you know, he, he just wanted to make sure I didn't have like no warrants or anything. For sure. Where I would go. All right. So, when I when, guess if he, he wouldn't have called him, you know, but yeah. So once once you once uh the 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 I guess the the trouble started between you and your dad um. What happened after that? Like, did did you stay there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what your question was. That's what I'm supposed to lead into. Um, 
what actually happened was they decided they wanted to take me to LCB. What is LCB? Did that is the Louisiana Center for the Blind for those oh, that don't. Yeah, yeah. It's in Ruston, Louisiana, and I think that was that's the first blind school I could say I've been to that I could have a real experience with and to tell you about. That's what I did after high school. I didn't go to college. I should have went to college. My vision teachers didn't even want me to go to that school because they felt like it was, first of all, it was too far away. Second of all, they felt like I was going to be on my own and I was going to get in shit. Yeah. And that's pretty much what happened. So, okay. From what I've heard from that school, it's like it's, a, it's like a tough school. Like that. They're very um, strict with things. Well, they so. put you through some hell now. Yeah? They put you through hell now. Yeah. So how was, yeah, how was they, your experience? Because you said you got my, into some my shit. First week, my first week, shit, I tell they made me cry. Shit. How, what I happened? moved back home went to the apartment made me cry, man, shit. Because, I mean, they, they, felt, they made me feel like I wasn't doing the shit right, man. What were you doing that, that they made you feel that way? Like, what they do? just technique. Can't travel. I was trying to really get what he was saying, but it was just like he just kept correcting me to, that I was doing something wrong and I wasn't trying to do it wrong. And I don't know, man. It was just, it was just too much for me that day. It was hot too. Yeah. So. How long did, did you like finish? Did you finish there or how long did you stay there? I've stayed there for nine months, but I didn't graduate. I, I got kicked out two weeks before I was supposed to graduate. Uh, before we get into that, like, so how was how was the whole time there in nine months? Because that, that's that's a good amount of time for being there. Um, well, when my dick wasn't in some pussy, <laughs> um, um, it was good. I mean, they ever you know even to this day, I I can call Pam now. You know, and everybody said that I did the work. I, I was a great worker. It was just that shit that I did after school. Yeah. Which was selling drugs, smoking weed, drinking, drinking on campus, smoking on campus. I didn't give a fuck. Yeah. That shit, I was selling weed to some of them clients and cocaine. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, I graduated to cocaine. When I went to Louisiana, that's when I first started fucking with cocaine. Yeah, how'd you how'd you get into that? Shit, just walking down the block, man. And you just straight up find someone, huh? And you just straight up find somebody that was selling it. Yeah, I, well, I mean, yeah, I seen it. It was kind of a hood environment, and I mean, my funds was low. I didn't have no more money. Shit, I shit, I I had got some shit on credit. Yeah, and shit, I flipped it right quick. I mean, back then, I mean, the money came to me back then. Damn. You know, I had the, the best shit, man. Serious satellite radio and a bunch of clothes, Timberland boots, sneakers, Jordans, all. I had all this shit back, back in Louisiana. So how was, how was your first experience there with, with – because you – up until this point, you didn't have any like blind experience except that once in, in kindergarten. But this is like your real first like thrust into the blind community. How how was that for you? Um, it was a it was something new. 
to experiment with. Because, I mean, like I said, I didn't know how these people lived or anything. Yeah. You know, I mean, I didn't know how they lived. I mean, I, I mean, like I said, I went to this place called CBI in, in Atlanta. Um, and that was a blind school, too. But it was it was really just like an after school. It was just it wasn't like they didn't really they like they trained you how to do little stuff. But it wasn't like like how Louisiana is. Yeah. You know, what I mean, like they when I went to that school, they more tried to help me with my work, like math and stuff like that was one of my hardest top subjects in school. Yeah. I mean, I'm shit. I passed. I passed high school with a three point two. Hell yeah! So okay, you stayed the nine months. Um, let's talk about the girls because you said <laughs> whenever your your dick was in some pussy, how was it there mm-hmm. with some girls? Like, what was your experience there? Well, I met this one girl before I even. I met this one girl before I even damn went up there to Louisiana. We kind of met. Because we both were going, and like our voc- we had the same book voc- rehab counselor. Her name was Desiree, and um, I swear I was in love with her. And um, I, I shit, I was in love with her, really. And um, I mean, that was the first person I can say I was actually probably in love with, really. Um, but I <laughs> got distracted from her with this other white girl because. This white girl, you know, used to break me all a little money. Yeah. And you know what I mean? To, she didn't know I, what I was doing with money. But, I mean, she break me off a little money and she helped me get out of, you know, she helped me get out of, you know, beef with the motherfucker that I didn't, that I kind of owed money or I didn't have money on time or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because doing that shit, See, a lot of people don't know, but a lot of people was at risk when I did shit like that. Because, you know, the people that I was fucking with, they wasn't affiliated with that school. No kind of way. They could have went up there and shot that whole apartment complex up. Yeah. If if they shot up my apartment, they came up and shot up my apartment, that whole fucking strip would have been shot up. Yeah. Somebody would have died. I'm telling you, because the apartments was close. Damn. So, now go ahead. Like, Desiree didn't know, and the girl, her name is Lena. She didn't know. Hell, you might even know Lena. Probably. You may know her, but not know her. (laughs) Sounds familiar. The name Lena does sound familiar, but I don't don't really talk to that many people. (laughs) <laughs> Hell, well, shit, I can put it out there. Her name was uh, Lena Bandy. Well, we'll research that later. <laughs> 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 um, so, okay. So, you said you got kicked out. What happened? Um, I got kicked out because um, a lot of reasons. I got kicked out. Well, the, the, what the final straw was, was that... um. You know, by this point in time, me and Des- Desiree broke up, and I was fucking with that girl, Lena. And, you know, the rule, one of the rules was that they didn't want us to spend a night in a girl apartment and, yeah. you know, buy clothes for a girl. You know how the motherfucking blind school. 
doing shit. Yeah. I don't know why they fucking <laughs> these motherfuckers. If they're going to fuck, they're going to fuck. Yeah. But, um, um, what actually happened was I, she, which we should have spent the night at my apartment because I didn't have no roommate, but she wanted to spend the night at her apartment. She wanted me to spend the night at her apartment. I was like, I bet, you know, I don't have, because well, we did this before, you know what I mean? It was no problem. And, you know, I mean, she didn't have no roommate. I didn't have no roommate, but, you know, it was different when she had the roommate. And the person that she had a roommate with, her mom, like, this is the same day her mom was there to set her up and everything, but we didn't think nothing of the girl. Like, we didn't say, like, we didn't think anything of that girl. And by the time we got to, to Lena's apartment, it was like three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we had to be right back up at like 6 30, 7 o'clock. We were getting ready to go. We were going somewhere that day. And we didn't even do nothing. We went in there and we went to sleep. You feel me? Yeah. And I don't know how she even knew I was spending how I spent the night. But she figured it out. She she knew and she told her mom and her mom told uh, somebody else at the school and it got back and um, the person that was on duty that weekend, they came to my apartment and told me they found out about it and you know, he wasn't mad. He didn't say nothing, but he just kind of warned me and told me that, that Pam knew about it and I, I got mad and I have, it's funny, we went to this flea market and I seen somebody. I bought this little twenty five from from this person up the flea market for like ninety dollars. And I had this little twenty five, and I I I started doing. I I got mad as hell because I found that out that somebody snitched. I was doing lines of coke. And I was really, really high. By the time this shit, all this shit happened, it was late on that night. I waited because they had like a cookout. And I went to Lena's apartment and apparently her mom took the girl shopping, you know, to get stuff for, for her for the apartment. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm going to sit there. I'm going to wait on this bitch to come back because I got something for this bitch. And, um, I waited. She, I waited for about an hour and a half. And Lena was just trying to talk me out of it. Just just please go home type shit. I wouldn't go home. I wouldn't go home and waited on her to get there. And it didn't get physical, but it almost. I mean, it got real to the point where they both were shook. Yeah. And they, they had to get me up out there school. Damn. I don't remember what all I said to her. I don't remember what all she said to me, but, you know, I dated, you know, I, I had a weapon and apparently from what I heard, she had one too. Oh, shit. So imagine how that could have went. Yeah. So they, so they threw you out because of that altercation or they threw you out because yeah. you stayed the, the night? Well, because, yeah, that's what it basically was. It was basically because of the altercation. It wasn't because I spent the night at her, her apartment. Okay. That's what Pam told me. She told me she could have, she would have let that go. Yeah. She even told me that while I was in her office. She was like, I would have let that go. 
But the fact that y'all got into it and the fact that they scared, that's why we got to let you go. Damn. What did, so, uh, did Lena or Desiree any, say anything after that? I mean, <laughs> I know you and Desiree already like broken up by that time, but did she say anything? Yeah, but I mean, I told her about it and I talked to her about it and, I mean, she was mad at first. I mean, because I hell, I cheated on her. You know what I mean? And shit, I'm about to get kicked out of school. So she was like, what the fuck? I mean, she didn't say that because she didn't never curse. But I know in her mind, she was probably thinking, what the fuck you calling me for? Yeah. What the fuck am I going to do? Yeah. You kicked out of school, and what am I going to do about it? Because she, by this point in time, see, she left. She left Louisiana. Okay. She was still in, in Ruston. But she left the school because, hell, I mean, let's just be honest. I mean, some sometimes that school can be a little racist. Really? Yeah. Did you experience did you experience any racism? Um, I felt like I did. How so? Um, um, well, I felt like they didn't want me to be with a white girl. Oh. You know what? And I felt like they were t- tougher on me because I was black. Yeah, and it was you know, and I was dugged out. I mean, this is just all I can say. I mean, I was dugged out. So I mean, and and, and this, you know, a lot of people knew it. Yeah, a lot of people knew. It. A lot of people knew. It. I mean, like I said, if you talk to my dad and talk to me, a lot of people will say, "Damn, how is this your dad?" What did uh? We don't. We don't. I mean, we we talk. We we talk alike, but we don't. Yeah, I don't look. Act, like dress or like. We don't even yeah. talk. He talks more proper to me. Yeah. But it, you know, what a lot of people will say is, you know, I get a lot of. Lot of everybody thinks I'm thugged out. Even people on Facebook, be hell, even some of these blind groups, everybody thinks whatever they think. But you know, when you actually sit there and talk to me, everybody thinks, oh man. He's not that bad of a person at all. Matter of fact, he's pretty smart. Yeah. So. So okay, what did Lena have to say anything about it? Like after, like she found out you're getting kicked out, you're going home. Just hurt. She was hurt, but um, I really didn't want to be with Lena no more. Like after the school, like I, like I kind of I kept her around me a couple of days, but like I really didn't want her to be around me because it was like. I was already hot, you know what I mean? And, like, I was, like, she wasn't used to my kind of activity. Like, So were you, like, just protecting her, or was it, like, for her sake? I was protecting me for her and me. okay. Because I knew I was, I mean, I was in a lot of shit. And, and like, I I didn't want her to, to go down with me. Yeah. Especially with her only being 19. And she, you know, where Lancaster, California is? Yeah. That's where she's from. Oh, so, you know, yeah. You're you seeing shit like that. Yeah. And I just, I would, that, that probably would have fucked me up. Because, I mean, she didn't have nothing to do with it. Yeah. I probably, and I would have got her out of it. I would have took the blame for it. Yeah. I would have took the blame for it. I would have said it. she ain't have nothing to do with that shit, man. Like, y'all can let her go. She just come over here to see me. 
So, okay. Because this point in time, when they kicked me out of the school, they wanted me to do work for the school. But, like, they had got me a job in Wichita, Kansas. And they put me up at a hotel for about a week because I didn't have nowhere to go. I was kicked out of school, but, I mean, I didn't have nowhere to go. Oh, so you went to Wichita right after you got kicked out? Yeah, about a week after that. So how long were you there in Wichita and for what? Um, I went to Wichita to work at Envision. And I worked at Envision for like a week. But um, <laughs> I got in a fight at the job and pulled a knife. Oh, shit. What happened? So they they fired my ass. No, no, like what happened? What, like why did you pull a knife on someone? Um, shit, I don't remember, but we didn't tell. I ended up talking about, I ended up hell, the dude ended up saying something about my mama, and shit, that's when it just happened. What kind of and job were really, you doing there? I was doing something with bags, folding bags and packaging them up, trash bags. Oh, okay, big okay, yeah. Bag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're only there for a week because they, they fired you or I'm sorry, go ahead. I said it was a stand up job. It was like eight hours a day. Oh, yeah. I, I see what you're saying. So after after that week, um, did you leave because you got fired or. You what you mean? Like when because uh, you were there for a week, right? In Wichita Falls or Wichita? Yeah. Wichita, Kansas. Yeah. yeah. So. You're only there for a week because you got fired, or you're only there for a week because that was the max. They're going to keep you there. No, I got fired. Oh, okay. And where'd you go after that? Went back to what I was doing. Hell, I had to pay rent. Where at? In, in Wichita? Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Okay, so you, okay, so you stayed there longer. Yeah, I stayed there for a whole year. Oh, okay, okay. So, so then I started selling guns, though, man. Oh, so you're selling drugs and guns? Yeah. How'd you get into that? I just did. I mean, I've started hanging with us like these Mexicans. And I mean, they they had a lot of respect for me. They started in up being my crew, and we just had an idea one day that we should sell guns too to bring more money. Yeah, and we did. How are y'all getting hold of the guns? Tell them motherfuckers are stealing. <laughs> <laughs> out of pawn shops, out of people's house, yeah, wherever. How, Hell, next, how, how are you doing this? I like, have, I didn't have to do anything. I didn't. I never did any of that. Hell, only thing I know is the hell. I'd be sleep taking a nap. Sometimes I go to sleep five o'clock in the morning. I'm I'm here, I'm waking up to pound the door eight o'clock in the morning. They coming in in my apartment with a box, a fucking nine three eighties and three fifty seven. Damn. Where the fuck y'all get all this? And what are we supposed to do with all this shit? It all got sold, though. Damn. Shit, that's a lot. <laughs> so, okay. You're in Wichita selling drugs, selling guns. Were you making good money? Yeah, I was paying my fucking rent. I was making so much. And then I was donating plasma, too. Damn. And yeah, we got to the point where I let these two people come. These two people come, and shit, I was taking care of them. Who were they? 
they they was it was another like a, a blind couple basically out there. Oh, okay. Yeah. How, how'd you meet them? Um, well, I met the dude at, at Envision, but he got fired too though. Oh, okay. And but he just never really sold drugs or anything and he didn't want to get involved with it. He just wanted to smoke weed. He just wanted to smoke weed and shit. You know yeah. what I mean? And it took him he moved to my apartment around September of that year. And he asked me about like two months later, he was like, you know, his girlfriend wanted to come down here and, you know, and visit. And I told him, I don't give a fuck. I mean, just, I mean, you know what goes on here. Yeah. So, I mean, was she all right with that? Then she came and they ended up staying and like, I ended up having, you know I mean? Like, I ended up basically taking care of them because, I mean, they didn't have no income but, you know, what they was getting. Yeah. You know, from Social Security. You know, they didn't never donate plasma and shit like that. They held, they held, he could have donated plasma. I don't know why he didn't. Yeah. But he could have. And hell, the more I think about it, hell, she could have too. Shit. <laughs> so. Shit. Did you get into any trouble in Wichita? I mean, you were selling no, drugs, so you were like basically not getting caught. I got arrested a little. Bit. I got arrested for uh, what? because I seen. Well, I got arrested for basically not snitching because I seen this dude. They, I forgot what they were arguing, but they um they um they uh. They ended up beating the dude to death. Oh, and shit. we were outside. And they wanted to, I mean, shit, it was over drugs. I mean, you know, and they wanted me to give, you know, some information up on it. And shit, I, I, didn't, I told them I didn't know shit. Told them I didn't see shit, which I really didn't see shit. Yeah. But they felt like they knew I knew something. So they locked me up. But what they lock you up for? I mean, they have to have a reason. I mean, I don't even remember what the charge was. I mean, because I mean, it got dropped. I mean, they didn't yeah. have no evidence. Yeah. Damn. So you're in there for a day? Mm, like three. Oh, okay. Damn. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like three. Was that the only time you got arrested or had like any run-ins with the cops, sir? Got arrested a little bit later on, down around about 2009. We, we, you, you in the year 2007 now because I graduated in 06. Okay. All of this going on in 2007, 2008, early 2008. All of this going on. And what happened? Uh, so, okay. W what year did you leave Wichita? Uh, I left the middle of 08. Uh, my roommates moved because, hell, they seen somebody get shot. And... <laughs> um, they did. They just moved, and I left Wichita and stayed with a friend of mine in Rose Hill, Kansas, a month before I actually left. And um, shit, just to kind of get away from that apartment complex because it was getting rough over there, man. And I didn't really want to do what I was doing no more. I really didn't. I mean, because after a while, you get tired of that shit, man. Yeah. And then. Um, 
And, you know, it's just, you know, I mean, after a while, I mean, you, you see people that ain't, it's not as loyal as you think it is. I mean, not everybody had your back. I mean, I mean, I just happened to luck up and get some people that I fucked with. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it was a lot of motherfuckers I didn't fuck with. So you went to you you moved and then after after Kansas where'd you go? After Kansas, I went to the. Well, after Kansas, I actually went to Texas to the. Oh shit! National That's where I'm from, man. Where? At? <laughs> uh, it was in Dallas. Oh okay. okay. The national convention and back in 2008. Oh, the, the NFB convention. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So okay, so went you went years. there just to, for the convention, or you went to go live there, and then you went there. No, I went there for the convention, but I was gonna come back. I was coming back to Georgia. Yeah, I was coming back there because I was trying to get a real job. Yeah. Uh, the president of, I think he's in Baltimore now, Neil Lewis. Um, but he was the president of Georgia here. And tried to, you know, help me get a job. He ended up getting me a job in Bainbridge, Georgia. Uh-huh. So how was it in Dallas, though, when, when you when you went to Dallas? Well, back actually, ironic, back in 2006, I went to Dallas for the convention. And I went in 2008 for the convention in Dallas. And um, to be honest with you, the convention in 2006 was a lot better experience for me than it was back in 2008. Um, I say that because when I went to the convention, first of all, I left from Wichita straight there with all my luggage, all my shit. Didn't even t- didn't even have everything. I left a lot of my stuff in Wichita. I left a lot of that stuff up there. My yearbook, all that shit. I, I didn't even realize I left my yearbook up there. But I left my yearbook, CD books, TV shit, man. Like I left a lot of shit up there. Yeah. And um, I I just I mean it wasn't like I didn't want it. It was just that um, I didn't have no room to take all that stuff. Yeah. And um, so um, you know I had a lot of stuff. I didn't really know where I was going what was going to happen. And so I just, I, I was, it was, everything was up in the air. So I didn't, I didn't know what to do. You know what I mean? So I, I didn't really have a good time at convention. I couldn't really party like everybody wanted me to. And I couldn't really do what everybody wanted me to do. Cause it was just like, my mind wasn't on that. My mind was on where was I end up? Where was I supposed to go after the convention? Cause hell, this convention is only for, for three days, three, four days a week. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And hell, when I got there, shit, the, the convention was already going on. I mean, it was already in the second day. Yeah. So I only had, what, three more days to decide what I was going to do? Three, four more days? I didn't even know I was going to Baby Short until the day I actually was going. So, okay, so you stayed in Dallas just for a few days, and then from there you went back no, to Georgia? I went, I went back to Georgia with them. I went back to Georgia with everybody that was going back to Georgia. Oh, okay. Yeah. I rode a bus back with them. Okay. And 
Anil got me a hotel for that night that I got back. And he just told me that, you know, that I'll be leaving the next morning to go towards Albany Way and somebody will pick me up from Albany. And, and that's when I realized I was going to Bainbridge. I didn't know anything about Bainbridge. Didn't know much about Albany either. Still don't. <laughs> I just know that it's down there in the country. Yeah. And I've never lived there again in my life. I would never live there again. Why not? Um, because it's it's like I said, it's the country, it's secluded. They don't have a bus system down there. Oh okay. and the down there is not as nice as you think it would be. Yeah. Okay. So okay, after you left Albany, where'd you go from there? Uh, Bainbridge. Bainbridge. Okay. Uh, yeah, I got to Bainbridge and worked for nine months. What were, um, you, what were you doing? I worked at Georgia Industry for the blind. Oh, okay. How was that? It was good, man. I was making six hundred dollars every two weeks. Oh shit! What were you doing? Making file folders. Um, the quota was four hundred and ninety-three a day. But I'd make so many of them that I had some to start off yeah. the next day. Like, it was great, man. I loved it. Like, because they let you listen to your iPod or your music while you work. I mean, it, the, the job itself was boring, but the money was good. And, I mean, I got to listen to my music and shit. So, I mean, it, you know, I, it, it worked out. And you were there for nine months. Uh, so how, how was your time there? Living in that um, city. Uh, it was rough, man. It was huh. no, wasn't good. I didn't like it because I actually, where I actually lived was in Adipogas. And that's about maybe 15 minutes from Bainbridge. Bainbridge is the major city down in that, you know, the big, bigger city down in that area. That's where everything is. Adipogas is really the country. Like, it's so country that, like, there ain't no sidewalk. Like e either you're going through woods and then next thing you're gonna be at the highway. That's pretty much how that is. Damn. You know, and then there was trailers, you know. Yeah. And um it started out good. I was paying him three hundred and eighty dollars a month. Didn't have to pay no lights. Just had to pay three eighty. Yeah. Okay. I can do that. That's not a problem. Paid it, and um, it got to about a month and a half me being there at the apartment, or no, at the trailer. And the guy I was renting from, see, he used to take me and a few clients to work every day. And, you know, he, they would just take it out of our check. Yeah, and um, they take us back and forth to work. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> so, was, like, was that like the rough part, or there was more? No, no, the easy part. That was the good time. The what, the hard part was was he let this young kid move from an apartment, and the kid was like eighteen, nineteen, just came from Atlanta, and um, he was like, you know, he wants this guy to come down here and. You know, he wants him to start over and this, that, and the third. I'm, in my, I'm sitting here thinking, like, 
Well, if you want him to do all this, why he ain't in? Ch- why he don't go to y'all house? Why he got to be where I'm at? Yeah. Like, I'm good paying. Like y'all, you gonna have somebody coming down here that's not gonna pay, and I'm supposed to pay? Like that ain't fair. But it ended up happening, and you know, it wasn't you know, it wasn't a good experience with with that. Like, it, I mean, it got to the point where I got suicidal because hell, I mean, they were stealing all my fucking clothes. And, stole money for the rent a couple times and oh my god damn man and I told him I was like man he he was wondering why I wasn't paying him I was like because you could move this fucking kid in here and he got all these people coming over here that I don't even fucking know and don't even want him to be over here and shit comes up fucking missing and that's why you not get paid and he wasn't so, paying anything at all no he wasn't paying shit he didn't have no fucking job no Man. I wish he did. Shit. Hell, it would have been easier. Shit. Hell, he had a job I had to pay. And, and he don't have no income and he don't have to pay and don't have to do shit. Oh, yeah, I was mad about that. But it, I mean, it wasn't really nothing I could do. Later on down the line, I figured out that I could actually, could actually sued him for that. Yeah. So you said you said because you started feeling... Me out. He didn't even give me... He didn't even give me a 30-day notice. He evicted me one night. He didn't give me a 30-day notice. Damn. Was that like after the nine months or before you actually mm-hmm. left? That was before I actually left the job. That uh-huh. was before I quit. Yeah. So you said you said that uh, um, you, you were feeling suicidal. Like, what, what, what was going on? Was it that everything that was going on with him? It was like everything that was going on. Me being secluded. I mean, know not being able to get around and having to depend on somebody and you know and i got hit this kid and his friends and this shit i gotta pay them gas money to take to go somewhere and hell they done took money anyway hell why the fuck do i gotta pay you shit but um it just it was just too much man yeah it was just too much, and I got to the point where I had to go to a mental hospital. Oh, while you were there? Yeah. Damn. I went there twice while I was there. So what happened? Like, how did you end up at the mental hospital, and how was how was it there? The first time I went, I went for cutting my wrist with a razor, which is actually not my wrist. I actually up making like a straight line straight down yeah which they call that a you know an attention cut which it was it was a deep cut but you know it wasn't towards the wrist or anything but um it was just um damn i lost my train of thought you're you're cutting your wrist um they said it was an attention Attention yeah, yeah. So they put me in the mental hospital for like week, five days, something like that. First time I went. Um, so when you when you did that when when you did that, um, what was going through your head? Why why did you do that? I was thinking that I was thinking I was thinking that I was going to be homeless already. I didn't have, you know, I'm going to be homeless already. And um, I'm out here in the country. 
and I don't have any transportation because, you know, I just felt like either I'm going to do it to myself or, I'm, or the wilderness is going to do it to me. So I figured I'd do it myself. Shit. So you did you check yourself into the mental hospital or what happened? How did you get in there? Well, the person that I was staying with called 911. Okay. And I mean, he did that much, called them and they came and took me out of there. And, you know, they, they all found out I did, you know, I left my phone there and he took the opportunity, called my grandma and all this shit, told her what was going on. And I don't know, it was just a mess. And, I don't know. I was really just tired of being down there, really. And were you just like looking for a way out? To get me to come home, yeah. And I wouldn't go home. Okay. How was your time? And, how was your time there at the mental hospital? Um, it was okay. I mean, shit. It wasn't like it was terrible. I mean, shit. At least it was girls there. <laughs> I mean, I ain't gonna lie. I mean, they, they, it's not like you're totally being locked up. I mean, you can't leave and go as you choose, but like they gave you, they gave you time to go outside and they give you a little smoke breaks. Yeah. Stuff like that. So, I mean, it was okay. The food was good. <laughs> <laughs> they give you a lot of it. So, so okay. So that was your first time, right? The second mm -hmm. time was it the same the same thing or was after I quit the job, um, which the reason why I quit the job was because I got into my got into it with somebody while I was there and <laughs> what happened this I time? Something through one of the bars that you had to tape the stuff down with. I threw it at her and oh, hit her in the arm. And before I got fired, I just quit because I didn't want to get fired. So I just quit. Yeah. And um, well, what was the what was the argument about? Do you remember? Um, it was because she was fucking with me because I basically pawned my iPod because um I had to get my lights cut on at the new place at the new place when I got evicted from, you know, staying in out of progress. Um, we ended up getting a, a house with the, the people that I was living with. I mean, shit, hell, might as well now. Hell, we might as well fucking stick together. Hell, we got evicted together. Might as well. Yeah. And um, so we got a house and um, but we didn't, we didn't have the money to get the lights all the way on. So I had, you know, I had the iPod and got enough money to, to where I, you know, back then I paused the work money. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, I, you know, got my lights cut off. So before we move forward, why did you guys get evicted? Because we weren't paying. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, we weren't paying. 
And that's because that dude was just not, was basically taking y'all's money and not doing anything. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hold on. I think my headphones are charged now. Put this down. Just yeah, no, you're good. I'm here talking to Darius Johnson, um, telling us about his life story. Uh, right now, he's talking about when um, he got evicted from the trailer that he was living in with a couple friends. Um, There's a guy that was living there with him that was taking his money and their money, and he wasn't able to pay rent, so he got evicted. Oh, okay, I'm back now. I got the headphones now. Oh, I could I could barely hear you. Oh, maybe it sounded better without it, then. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Something's up with these headphones. I'm about to get some new ones when we get our stimulus checks. Yeah. All right. So, okay. You uh, you pawned your iPod. Um, you got the lights on. Um, and that was when you quit and got fired. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. All of this happened then. Uh, by once I pawned the iPod because she was fucking with me because I used to have my iPod every day. You know, I listen to music every day. Some days where she didn't see me having it, and then she she fucked with me because she told me I bought your iPod out the pawn shop. So it just kind of fucked with me. Yeah. You know, it really did. I, even though I know she probably didn't. Just fuck with me because I didn't have nothing to do with nothing to do, and I'm he's here. Once the iPod, I didn't have the iPod. Like my production went down too. Yeah. So so when you got fired and quit, um, where did you go? Because you didn't have any money to pay rent anymore, right? Oh uh, well, I had a little bit of money to okay. pay rent. I paid for a month. Uh, I still had a whole check. That that was owed to me, so I paid rent for a month. Um, this is where the story gets a little interesting. Hold on a second, though. Yeah. The story gets interesting because. <laughs> It gets interesting because I went to church one day and I met this girl about the second day of me being there, of me going to the church. It was like a night service. Mm -hmm. And so I just got invited to go because of me. Like, I, I mean, they seen the, the looks on my face. They seen that I wasn't really doing too good. I mean, even after I lost my job, like, I didn't want to live with people, you know, with, you know, with Edgar. His name was Edgar. Yeah. You know, I can speak on him because, you know, he's locked up now. But, you know, ironically. But I met this girl. Her name was Stephanie. Stephanie? Yeah, her name was Stephanie. Can you get close to the to the to the phone? Huh? Can you get a little bit closer to the phone? How about now? Yeah, you're good right there. Cool. Okay, good. 
I was really just trying to write my black file back up. That's oh, why I had put Yeah, no worries. My bad. And, um, so, um, <coughs> I met this girl named Stephanie. And, um, real nice girl, better Bob, everything. Didn't think anything of it. I go back to church the next day. And, you know, she knows about my living arrangement because Bainbridge is only but so big. So everybody knows pretty much everything. Yeah. And she basically told me she wanted me, she wanted to be my girl. She wanted me to move with her and move in with her and her mom, this, that, and the third. And, you know, the month was getting ready to come up for me paying rent. It was getting ready to be over with anyway. Yeah. And so I was just like, all right, I'm going to move. Fuck it. You know? And later on down, you know, years later, I realized I shouldn't have did that. But I did it anyway. What do you mean? Like, I shouldn't have just moved like that because I left I left the lights on, which that accumulated to like a $454 bill. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. Um, but anyway, we're going into the second time of why I was at the, um, mental hospital now. Okay. Um, I moved with her, moved with the girl and her mom. We had to keep it on the down low because her mom was really religious and she didn't want us dating if I was going to live there. So we kept it on the DL. But she had another dude, but I, me, I kind of got a little jealous about it because I was like, you're supposed to be with me, but you all chilling with somebody else. You over here chilling with this other dude that I don't know this person, but you just over there chilling. And so, <laughs> um, like, it got to, got to a head. I stayed with her for about a week. They didn't want me to smoke. She didn't want me to smoke any weed. I had to sneak to smoke. Had to sneak to drink. Yeah. And had to sneak to fuck, too. And so we're coming into Saturday now. And it came to a head. And I finally told her. I was just like, why, you know, I'm hurt because you fucking... You know, you, you fucking seeing somebody else, and you know you're supposed to be chilling with me, but you steady going over to this dude's house. And so later on, like we we, we said we were gonna make up, that we were gonna do some shit, you know, and we waited till like her mom stayed up really late this night like till like almost one o'clock we were trying to wait on her to go to sleep so we we can we can mess around or whatever mm-hmm. and i shit you not as soon as she went in the room she was ready to fuck i'm like man you gotta wait a minute because like she just went in the room and she ain't sleep you know what I mean? she ain't sleep like Give it about an hour or something at least. <laughs> well, we didn't wait the hour. 
screaming it, and I promise you, the bitch, you know, she saw, she saw it, and she got upset, and she told me I had to leave. Like that night, I had to leave. And you remember, I told you, she lived in, now, she lived in Climax, Georgia. Now, you remember I told you how out of pocket was? Yeah. This is the same way how this was. There's grass, field, and then you at the highway. Yeah. So it wasn't no way for me to leave with no fucking suitcase and walk to Bainbridge without getting hit by a car. Yeah. So I told him, I told him, if you want me to leave, you need to call, you got to call the police. You're going to have to, they're going to have to get me out of here. Because, like, I don't, I, I, I can't, I can't, I, I can't go on my own. They're going to have to get me out of here. They're going to have to actually drive me out of here. And the police tried to convince the lady, like, you can't kick him out. Like, you know, you can't just put him out. Like, like how you put him out. Like, you see where you live at. Like, he can't walk. You know, I could see if he was in the city, then maybe okay. You know, but long story short, I told the police, you know, they asked me if I had somewhere to go. I told them, dog. And I told them I was suicidal because I didn't have nowhere to go. Yeah. And I really did have nowhere to go. But were you, were you suicidal at the, still at that point? or I wasn't really suicidal. I just told them that. Okay. So I could get somewhere to go. Yeah. And so they put me in the hospital and, you know, with the crisis that was going on, they, they, um, they took me to Thompson, Thomasville, Georgia, hmm. which is another town outside of Bainbridge, to that mental hospital. And I stayed there for three weeks. Um, and that was to find, you know, they wanted me to find placement. But they also tested me for drugs, too. Yeah. And they, you know, they found all the drugs in my system and stuff. And um, they told me, like, they, it was basically court order that I had to live in an assisted living room. Yeah. And so they relocated me to Columbus. Columbus, Georgia. This is 2009 now. Okay. So <clears throat> moved me to Columbus and um I stayed in three assisted living homes in the period of nine months. I stayed at the Rayford home, which is located on First Avenue. And then I stayed, I stayed there for a month. I didn't really get along with the lady, so she didn't want to keep me there no more. So she called somebody else that had a, like a, a, like a mini assistant living home. It was like, a, it was basically hood. It was basically a studio apartment. Yeah. And had motherfuckers staying there. Um, it was that shit was rough because how the way he treated people, and he didn't. I mean, it, it was one point in time where he had the hot water cut off. Oh, shit. Um, 
we didn't really eat a lot. Um, I lost a lot of weight at the second assistant living home. The state ended up getting called out on him yeah. and shut his operation down. So he couldn't do that. He lost his license. He couldn't do it anymore. So then I ended up moving to another assistant living home and I stayed there for like the rest of the time. Uh, you know, I stayed there the rest of the time. I, I, um, the rest of the time, I had to be in the system. Yeah. It about around about, I'll say about January or February was when they um, actually started letting me take, you know, take the bus system. And I learned the bus system down here pretty quick. And that was in Columbus, um, right? Yeah. Okay. Because they, I couldn't really go anywhere. I, I couldn't go anywhere on my own because it was court order. Yeah. And um, so um, um, I um, after that, um, I got while I was at the second assisted living home I got back in touch with Lena you know that's, that's from uh, LCB right yeah I got back in touch with her okay and uh, we started back dating again and um, she helped me get a phone a boost mobile phone she'd send me a little money here and there you know um, I ended up moving with her in California, in California, um, we lived in Monrovia, California. Yeah, for about three months, and <laughs> I had to leave from there, come back to Georgia. Ended up coming back to Columbus. Why'd you leave? Uh, why'd you leave from there? Um, because I left there because um, basically the neighbors were intimidated by, me and um, they um. I used to smoke a lot of weed and there was, you couldn't smoke there. Why? I don't know. You couldn't smoke on like in those apartments or like you had to go like across the street or something, smoke a cigarette. And, you know, I wasn't going across the street smoking the weed, especially how the way I was smoking because I mean, by this time I didn't even know how to roll no blunt. So I was smoking out of a bowl, out of a pipe. And so what the fuck do I look like going across the street? standing out here in the open smoking me a bowl. Like, I just wasn't going to do it. Yeah. So, you know, I put her at risk by smoking. And see, she didn't even, she couldn't even smell. So it's like, she didn't even know what I was doing. Yeah. They had to tell her. And what actually happened, the way how she actually found out was because I totally forgot this. I, I knew it, but I forgot it. Like, I didn't think, well, I didn't forget, but I didn't think that he would say nothing. But she was applying for a CNR dog. And the, you know how when you apply for a CNR dog, they come out to your house. Yeah. yeah. So you could take them out on the route, you know, and show them how you, that you can actually, you know, maneuver. Yeah. And I had just got through smoking the bowl and I was getting ready to light my cigarette. And then 
there's the knock on the door. So I got all this evidence out. I got the bowl. I got this plate. I got the bag of weed on the plate. So I just stashed it under her little stand. And I just was like, man, I hope he don't say nothing. And he came in the apartment and he started sniffing. I was like, what you smelling? Like, I don't smell nothing. You know, I don't smell anything. Like he started, you know, like sniffing it like his, cause it was, you know, you know, Cal, Cali weed strong. Yeah. It's that. And like, I got addicted to that shit out there. That was all in the smoke. I yeah. got to the point where I was stealing her money to get it. But that's a whole nother story too. But, um, um, he was smelling the weed. Huh? Yeah, he smelled the weed, but he didn't say he didn't say anything to me. He was gone for like two hours, I want to say. Yeah. And he came back. He was still cool. And she looked at me when he left, and he was like, "Oh, you got weed." And I looked at her, and I was like, "What the fuck? What are you talking about? I ain't got no fucking weed. Like, I don't have no weed." Yeah. Like, I don't know what he told you, but I don't have no. And I guess my conscience ate me up and I finally told her that I did have some and I was smoking and she didn't even know what the shit looked like. So I get show she wanted to see what it looked like. I give her a bud. She goes and flushes the shit down the toilet. I'm like, man, <laughs> you flush that one bud down the toilet. I got a whole bag right here. Why would you do that? Who told you to do that? Like, who told you to do that? Yeah. Like, you didn't pay for that? Like, because by that point in time, I had just got paid, you know, I just got my check and shit. And I paid, you know, spent my money on that shit. Yeah. So I was a little mad about it. But <laughs> yeah. I mean, I didn't trip because, I mean, I still had more. Yeah. But she wanted me to get rid of it. And so I told her I'd get rid of it, but I really didn't. Um, <laughs> I still smoked all the way up until the time I left. Um, but they, you know, when I found out that somebody told the landlord, we went to her mom's house um, for her sister's graduation. Yeah. And we were trying to figure out how we were going to handle the situation. And when they drove us back. Oh, shit. You all right? <laughs> yeah, that's somebody on the call with me. <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's going to be the best one you did. You got the sound effects and all that shit. <laughs> but, um, no, nah, um, um, we were trying to figure out how to handle it. And when her dad dropped me back off, I had a bottle of Crown Royal left. Yeah. And I went to the store and bought me a Coke. And, um, I started drinking. And I got really, really mad and got really, really irate about it. And she knew I had weapon, you know, a knife, you know, switchblade, and, and, and you know, and she knew I had access to weapons. So she got scared. She called police. Police came, and you know, they just talked to me, talked to me, you know, you know. I basically went in the back after the police left and went in there and tried to sleep a lot of that alcohol. 
fall off because by this point in time, I already done drunk five drinks yeah. in a matter of less than an hour. So, I mean, I was going ham. I'm basically on a war path. Yeah. And so basically they gave me three days that, you know, I had to leave by that, basically that weekend, basically. Yeah. And uh, they, it got to the point where they had to buy me, they bought me a ticket. They bought me a bus ticket to, to get back on the bus to go back to Georgia. Yeah. And by this point in time, I didn't have no money because I wasn't selling no weed. You know, I wasn't selling anything because I didn't mean, you know, I don't know nobody out here in California. And hell, there's so many weed men, so much drugs out here in California. I don't see how to fuck up make some money. Yeah. I didn't have no money, you know. And, you know, I feel really bad that I did this. But, like, I asked her to, you know, I asked her to, to loan me a few dollars to, you know, so I could at least have a few dollars to eat on the bus. You know, it was a three-day fucking trip. Mm-hmm. And um, she was like, she couldn't, she, no, nah, she didn't want to do it. I was like, oh, all right, you know, that's what's up. I mean, I didn't get really too bad about it, but I was scheming on on how to get it. Yeah. And um, so she would send me to the store a lot with her debit card. And we was going to make spaghetti. I was going to make her some spaghetti because by this point, you know, I was doing a little cooking and shit. And I told her I'll make or enough spaghetti because she wasn't cooking. Yeah. I'll make her enough spaghetti for her to eat. And, you know, so she could have, you know, something to eat and uh, cooked up with ground beef for her and shit so she could eat, you know, and have something to eat. <clears throat> and, um, I, but we needed, like, this, we needed, you know, like tomato sauce and shit like that. We didn't have that shit. And, um, so, I, so, you know, she asked me to go get it and she gave me the card to go get it. And I went to go get it and pulled off $100 so I could have me some money. Yeah. So I could get them eat on the bus because I knew I was getting ready to go home. And I mean, hell, I wasn't depending on nobody to buy me nothing to eat on the bus. Yeah. I mean, it just, I mean, just wasn't going to happen. And, she checked her account the day I was going, the day I had left. Then she had like $13 left. I felt really bad, but I never admitted. Damn. I never admitted that I, you know, I, I, I mean, I later on, years later, like she just found out that, like I told you, she sent me to the store and I used to steal her money to get weed. You know, it started out small, $20. Then, you know, then it graduated to 40, then 60, then, then a hundred and, 20 and you know i mean it just graduated it progressed and so she didn't have no more money yeah and you know with her spending too because she had lost her job too and i mean we weren't really happy i mean because like you know i realized she had some hygiene issues like she didn't want to always had sex and, you know I just we weren't really happy yeah and I had a friend her name was Heather and she was intimidated by by her you know because she constantly called me every day I mean she didn't want me to go out to California uh, her name is Heather Hammond I don't know if you know her or not 
she was like one of my best friends. Um, no, nah, I don't think I know her. No, she's another person in the blind community. Okay. Um, was she was she in California too, or where was she? At? No, she yeah, back down here in Columbus. Okay, okay, so, um, so you got a hundred dollars. You were on your way back. Um, what happened after that? Um, after that, I stayed at, my, at a friend of mine's house because I mean I really didn't have nowhere to go in Columbus. Um, I stayed at a friend of mine's house for about a week, and she snuck me in her basement. Uh, she was staying with her dad at the time, and her dad didn't know I was there. Um, he found out. Well, he probably been new, because I, I mean, hell, I gave myself away because I, when I go to sleep, sometimes I snore loud. <laughs> I mean, he probably the floor or something, maybe. I don't know. He, you know, and he probably knew that she didn't snore like that. Yeah. Um, and um. It was up to the day that um, it was up to the day that they went out of town, that her and her two kids went out of town with him. You know, they had they had a family thing they had to do out of town, and he fucking basically told me to leave. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. How do you find out? I don't know how he found out. Oh, okay. He just. Like I said, he probably heard me down there. Yeah, ain't no telling. There's no telling. Where was where was your were you like? Um, were you talking to your dad at this point? Uh, Did he know where you were at? Well, I told him that I was back in Georgia, but I was in Columbus. Um, but he, it was just a matter of time that um, I was going to be back. You know, I, I basically moved back to my grandma's house after. I pretty much had to go from there. I pretty much moved to Douglasville, which I regretted. I did not want to move there. And that was your grandma's um, house? Yeah. It's, you know, this is the middle of 2010 now, what, going so, into 2011. So what happened when you moved to your grandma's house? How come you didn't want to move there? I didn't want to move there because Douglasville is just like Bainbridge, just bigger. Um, they don't have a bus system, you know, it's just like, I don't have, you know, I have to depend on, you know, them to take me around. And, you know, I, I didn't really grasp all this at the time, but, um, you know, I, you know, years later, what, you know, it's what made me realize why I'd be depressed while I stay with them. But when I stay with my grandma and boyfriend, but like, I, um, it, it, it you know, basically it's pretty much like, you know, they didn't feel like moving their car. They weren't going to move it. Yeah. If I wanted to go somewhere, you know, and I didn't have the gas money, they didn't feel like going. Like, they, I wasn't going. Like, so I did that for a year. And I ended up coming back to Columbus and staying with the same friend that her dad put me out of. But the only difference this time was that this time she had our own house this time okay so it was like i was gonna get kicked out then and i was paying her 150 for rent and um and um 
I stayed with her for like a year and some change until up until she moved. Where did, um, she, where did she go? She moved to another part of town, but, you know, she didn't want me to come um, because, you know, by this point in time, she had let some other people move in and they pretty much destroyed her house and she just wanted to. You know her and oh, yeah, boyfriend yeah. to be alone, and so it. You know, I ended up moving back with her later on, like a few years later, a couple years of her being at that apartment. Because once she moved out of her house on Railroad Street, she moved to another place on the south side of Columbus. And where did you go? And I stayed on Railroad Street. At the same house? Huh? No, I went to somebody else's apartment. Oh, okay. But I stayed on Railroad Street uh, up until that didn't last. And the people I was staying with there, or the person that I was staying with there, we um found this trailer on St. Mary's Road. Um, and we moved there. And we stayed there for like three months, but hell, it started, ended up being like shit. <laughs> why? Why would happen? Uh, well, it was just the trailer. The trailer was 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 shit, man. Oh, it was, okay, it was, okay, yeah, all right. It like it did. It, it like they boarded those trailers up earlier this year. They just recently boarded those trailers up. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. They they got that bad. I mean, it got to the point where it was like the the pipes would get clogged and like sometimes sewers, like sometimes like the air vents would come off the thing and sometimes there would be sewage coming up from the fucking thing. Cool, you're there? (laughs) Yeah, somebody had called. Somebody had called. Oh, okay, okay, cool. So, uh, let's go back to uh, okay. The, the trailer was shit. The sewage is running up, and okay, let's start from there. So after that, um, yeah. what happened? I stayed there for three months, but then I ended up going to another blind school. Um, I had a friend help me get into uh, World Services for the Blind in Arkansas. Oh yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, I went there. What year was this but- when you went there? Uh, 2013. 2013. Okay, cool. So, what, what? How did you? Um, what made you want to go there, and what happened? Uh, well, to be honest with you, what made me want to go there was just because, like, I wanted to get the fuck out of Columbus. Okay. And I wanted to do something better with my life, but you know, it was just once I got to the school, it was just like, I mean, I did work. I started doing work. You know, but, you know, by this point in time, Columbus, you know, I got Columbus ways and then, you know, I got hood ways. I went back to some dope. Yeah. And, um, you know, I ended up getting in trouble again, you know, for smoking on campus, got, got kicked out. You know, they, they tried to give me a chance to fucking, they tried to give me a chance to fucking, um, they tried to give me a chance to, to snitch and you know because basically it was three of us bringing weed in into that school 
it was we had a crew and we were selling. And they wanted me to give up the other two people. Yeah. They told me if I were to give them up, they they'd let me come back in like two months versus me having to wait a whole year or six months or something. But I would never give them up. Yeah. And um, so that I got evicted. Um, the way how they did it was they they did it dirty, man. They fucked me up, man. They they um they let me go to my regular classes the morning I got kicked out. All the way up until one fifteen, they told me they I went to my la- my class one fifteen like a normal day, but just something didn't feel right. I just I couldn't put my finger on it. Something didn't feel right though. What you and, mean? Like I just had a funny feeling something was gonna happen that day to me. Yeah. And sure enough, one fifteen, I get to school and shit. Get to class, they coming down to my class, they pull me out of class, take me to the office. And that's when all the shit hit the fan. And they basically evicted me. They basically told me I had to leave that day. Damn. Yeah. They basically told me I had to leave that day. What what were you what were you studying there? Assistant technology. You were gonna be an instructor? Yeah. I was JAWS certified. Oh damn. Yeah. I was gonna be Microsoft certified and all that shit. Damn. But I never got to become Microsoft certified because I (laughs) I kicked out. Yeah. But I got JAWS certified. Before before Christmas break even came through. So what happened um, after you got kicked out? Like where did you go? Back to Columbus. That that same day, like since it was so like abrupt. Yeah, I went to Columbus, stayed there for a week, and <laughs> who'd you stay with? Um, well, I actually stayed with a friend of mine, which I, who actually. She actually stayed in Phoenix City, Alabama, uh, which is pretty much right across the bridge. Yeah. Um. But um. After you know, I couldn't stay there long, and you know, I was talking to my cousins about it because she was really worried about me, you know. And, you know, getting kicked out of school. And God bless her, man. I really, I put her through a lot of shit and she ain't nothing but 26. She'd be very sick about me. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, I moved to North Carolina with them, stayed there for a couple of months, didn't really like it, came back to Columbus. Uh, I stayed with, um, like, I call her, like, my sister. It's like my play sister. Mm-hmm. I stayed with her um, on 23rd Avenue. Um, it was pretty much a bando. I don't know if you know what bandos are, but that's pretty much an abandoned house. Oh, yeah. With no lights, no water. And I lived like that for four months. Damn. Yeah. With 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 your play sister or by your, by yourself? Play sister and her boyfriend. Damn. Yeah. She lived like that longer than you know. Yeah. 
I was lucky to survive it for as long as I did. How did you survive? Like, what'd you do? Uh, well, I took showers other places, charged my phone at the park because we lived right there by Lake Bottom. Um, um, How were you eating? Eating. Sometimes I get people to order me food. Sometimes I met people. I met a really good friend of mine or a really good person. And they invited me to go to church with them. And, you know, I had got a real good relationship with them. So they'd let me come over there and wash clothes and, you know, take shower and eat and stuff like that, too. Um, so that's, you know, I survived it. Yeah. I survived it as long as I could. But then I moved back with my friend there. Uh, well, you know her. She's in the blind lounge. Her name is Melinda Thomas. Shout out to her. So you moved in with Melinda. Uh, what year was this? This is we in twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen. Okay. So, so af- after you after you were living in the abandoned house, you were trying to survive. You ended up moving with Melinda. Um, yeah, um, she stayed in. Um, she stayed over there on um, in this place called uh, Benning Hills. I didn't want to give no name, but hell, she's in the group and she's in the blind lounge. So yeah, I mean, she, she's dope. Shout out to Melinda. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. 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 So how how was that experience when you moved with you moved in with her, right? It was. I mean, it was easy. Hell, I just had to pay her one fifty for rent. Yeah. I mean, it was easy. Hell, I hell, I it was a place for me to get high. <laughs> I mean, you know, I yeah. mean, and that's what I did. That's what I did back in the room that I had. I stayed high, man. But see, she, I mean, like, she, like I put her through a lot, like that she don't even know because, like, I, you know, I, I was doing a lot of drugs, man, heroin, coke, all that shit, man. How'd you get into heroin? I I got into heroin after my brother died back in two thousand and seven. The brother that I was telling you about that I that turned gay. How did he die? He died because. His boyfriend stabbed him. Oh shit! Um, yeah, they got into an altercation, and a flower pot was. He had my brother had a flower pot, and the boyfriend had a knife. And I believe that my brother had the flower pot, and he probably tried to charge him with the flower pot. And he had a knife, and he just stabbed him in the chest. And they deemed it a second degree murder because how the way the body was discovered. Like, police wasn't never called. Like, they, they told that dude that he probably, he could have possibly lived. You were in Kansas at this point, right? Yeah, yeah. I was in Kansas by the point. My grandma called me at 3 o'clock in the morning. How'd you take I was it? At this time. I, I was numb. A lot of emotions show. Until I got back from the funeral and got back to Wichita, but the way how I got introduced to heroin, my aunt introduced me to it. Your aunt? My aunt. Oh shit! Because I had a few pills, I had a few oxy's, and I was had some weed. I was ready to smoke, and um, 
uh, she was like, oh, what you about to do? I was like, shit, I'm about to get high. You know, she was like, shit, you ain't finna get high off no weed. I was like, what the fuck you mean? She was like, man, if you're going to get high, you might as well get high all the way. And, you know, I knew about the Oxy. I mean, because, hell, I was, I had OxyContin. I had Oxy-10. Yeah. And, um, she, you know, injected it in my vein. And, shit, I felt like it was better than the fucking Oxycontins. That's how I got introduced to it. Damn. Were you... Were you trying to cope with something? Were you trying to cope with with? Because you said you you, you got other emotions after the funeral. Because see, even though me and my you know my brother was like that, like my brother really, he really helped me out in life because like he really is the one that told me that like yo you can't depend on people. Yeah, like you can't depend on people to you know to fix you something to eat every day, and you got to learn how to to do things on your own and you're like he forced me to do things on my own so like I, you know you know even though he was the way he was like you know I still love him for that shit man and then like it just fucked me up that he died like that damn and like I said I didn't really show any emotions until I ended up going home and getting drunk and stupid high yeah Okay, let's go back. Let's go. Um, so, 2014, you move. Uh, you move in with Melinda. Um, I mean, shit was good. I mean, I didn't really have any hard times. But you said you put her through some shit. Like, what, what was what was some of the shit that you were putting her through? I didn't really put her any, through anything. It's just things that she could have ended up seeing me do. Like, I could have oh, died. Oh, okay. And she wouldn't even know. Did you overdose? Yeah. Damn. Cause she don't be knowing what I get high on. Yeah. She know I get high, but she don't know what I get high on. Yeah. I could be just get high on weed. I could get high on pills. She won't know what it is. Yeah. She don't know. Cause she don't. She don't do any of that. Mm-hmm. She might have a drink every now and then, but she don't do none of that. Damn. So how long were you there for? For free. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was there. <laughs> it just came up on my phone. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was there for uh, until she moved again. <laughs> Which I want to say that was let's see, when was that? July, August, September. Maybe maybe five months. Okay. And where did you go after? Oh, man. Some of everywhere. I'm still in Columbus, but I stayed with another friend, Rashad Jones. Yeah. Stayed with him. And, you know, he he's oblivious to the fact, too. Um, you know, he don't know what I... He, he, he didn't know what I got high on either. But, like, I mean, you know, he just knew I smoked weed. He didn't know the other shit. Yeah. You know? 
Like, I mean, I, I really feel bad that I did this to people that, that don't even know. How long were you that there for? Of it. Uh, two months. Two months, okay. Yeah, and then after that, oh, man. Ooh, Jesus Christ. I've been through so much shit. Went to Washington, uh, like Seattle area. Stayed there. That didn't work out. D.C. or, or state? Washington, Seattle area. Oh shit! How'd you how'd you get up there? <laughs> uh, I met a person in one of these blind groups. She invited me to say I can come and stay with her. I didn't have anywhere to go, so I had the money to buy a plane ticket. So I bought a plane ticket to go out there. Got out there. Um, I fairly realized it was on an Indian resort, so it brought me back to being out there in Bainbridge. Um. <laughs> You couldn't stay on an Indian resort? No, I could stay on a resort, but it was just like I had to depend on people. Oh, yeah, okay. Since it was like so uh, secluded and stuff? Yeah, so that's why I said it kind of reminded me of being back in Bainbridge, and I didn't like it. Yeah, okay. Like it, it, brought, it brought back a lot of bad memories. And, I mean, I, <laughs> oh, it was just so much going on. Like, I... <sighs> She tried to say I raped her and like all kinds of shit, man. I ended up going back to North Carolina with my cousin. Like, I like pretty much after that. Like, I stayed there for like eight months this time. Then came, then went back to Columbus. Uh, stayed there till about. The middle of 2016 and who were you starting to, and, who were you staying with at this point uh stay back with my play sister uh-huh. um but she wasn't at the she wasn't at that place before she had got public housing because she had a baby she you know she was pregnant at the time when all of this was going on when we were staying at that house yeah she had realized she was pregnant and Shout out to Junior, you know, Rashad Junior. That's that's her little boy, man. That boy is smart too, man. About to be six. Well, he just turned five. About to be six in November. Man. Um But um Yeah, um stayed there till twenty sixteen, stayed with her. Uh we got into some kind of argument and um a didn't want to stay with her anymore, so I didn't stay with her. What was the um, argument over? I don't even remember. No, I don't even remember. It was just I don't know. Yeah. Um. Stupid shit, really. I mean, because we still talk to this day, really. We still talk. We we still talk, man. Yeah. Um. And I, I moved. To my grandma's house in 2016, um, I got really depressed again. And was it because you, know, uh, you weren't able to go anywhere? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, 
I got off the heroin, though, in 2015. Oh, you got off? Yeah. Okay. How'd you do that? Um, I went through the gold rent, went through the cold sweats Oof. and the fucking shakes. Yeah. I didn't want to go to rehab. So you did it on your own? Yeah. What made you, what made you want to do that? I just got tired of it. the needles Yeah. and the shit that go with, come with it and the, the heartache and pain that come with heroin. Because it's not like weed. Yeah. It's, I mean, you smoking weed, that's one thing. You doing heroin and fucking with pills, that's a whole other thing. Now you playing gambling with your life. But I moved back with my grandma and got depressed. And I got off the heroin, but I got back on pills. I got to, got, got on Xanax really bad. Mm-hmm. Um which I'm struggling with today, to be honest with you. At this present time, I'm struggling with my addiction with with, with Xanax and Benzos. Yeah. Um, so, how, how, long were, to, how long were you at your grandma's for at this, at this point? I was at my grandma's uh, for uh, maybe... Maybe two years, a so, year and a half. So maybe like from twenty sixteen to twenty eighteen. Seventeen. Twenty seventeen. Really? Okay. Really, twenty seventeen. Like around that February, I was pretty much leaving. And why'd you leave? Just because you couldn't, you couldn't be secluded anymore again. Yeah, and I mean, she didn't like the fact that I smoked weed, and I just, you know, I just we kept getting into it. And, you know, she didn't know I was taking Xanax, though. Yeah. Um, but she knew I smoked a lot of weed. And she just didn't like it, and she'd have shit to say about it. I wouldn't care. Um, I mean, like, we've said some fucked up shit to each other. She called me blind bastards before I told her to suck my dick. Oh, All shit. kind of shit. Yeah. It's my own grandma now. Yeah. Damn. And, you know, after that, I mean, I, I said I wasn't going to never live with her. And no matter what I would go through, I wasn't going to live with her anymore. And so I moved back to Columbus again, back to my sister house again. Um, But this time she was staying in Casita. She was out of the projects. And... She was out of like she she had a trailer in Casita. Um, um, stayed there for a few months. I don't remember why I stopped staying with her. Uh, this time, uh, oh, I know why. I know exactly why I stopped staying with her. I'm fucking up to get this. Um, she moved from Casita. Like a few months later, I really can't. I don't really want to put any names. Well, I'm I'm gonna put some names in this because I don't I don't know how well this is gonna go, but or how popular this is gonna get. But the she moved to a house in Columbus, which was a really nice house. 
Yeah. Really nice. It was the nicest house she's ever had. I promise you. It really was. And um, she had a boyfriend. His name was Eddie. Eddie Clayton. And I know her. I, uh, I knew her family really well. Like, to the point where they adopted me, you know, they said I was like her her, her mom's play son, son from another mother, is what she used to always call me. <laughs> um, I I knew her sisters, you know, I knew her one of her sisters' husband, yeah, you know, and so. The situation I'm getting ready to tell you about is involving Eddie, Eddie Clayton, and her sister's husband, Robert Lockhart. So this day, it was her brother-in-law, Mario's birthday. Mm-hmm. And we, we was having a little party, you know, a little cookout. And we, you know, we had a, a Big ass guy on the palm sun. And we had we had our weed, cigarettes, all that shit. Yeah. And by the time twelve o'clock came that night, everybody was over there. But we was all out of shit. We was out of the liquor. We went the liquor store was closed by that point in time. We couldn't go get any liquor. But we could go get some beers. So we um we um went to the gas station. went to the gas station and um we um went and gets got some stuff and this like dyke looking girl asked Robert asked asked him for what. A cigarette. Okay. And um, I'm trying to think. What the fuck is going on out here? But um, um, he she asked him for a cigarette, and, she, and he gave it to her. And Eddie got mad about it, and was just like, um, you know, why would you give that girl a cigarette? when you got a wife at home, and, you know, why would you give her anything? Even though his wife didn't even smoke cigarettes. She just smoked weed. But it was, I mean, I don't understand why he had anything to say about his pack of cigarettes. Yeah. Because that was his pack of cigarettes. But, um, the, <laughs> it escalated into an argument. And it, the argument escalated to a fight. And Eddie was this inside the store? Did, no, this was back at the house because oh, we okay. left. Yeah, and we went home. They were arguing in the car, but like you know, I thought it was going to pretty much blow over. Maybe there were going to be some words, and he was going to just leave. You know, what I mean, I didn't think any of this was going to happen, but they ended up getting into a really 
fight, real bad fight. And it got to the point where Eddie was actually losing the fight. And he, Robert had him in some kind of hole and he figured out how to break the hole and he ran back to his room and he had a, you know, a loaded firearm in the house. We all knew he had it. And he cocked the gun back and he first, you know, he ran back, he came back out, but he didn't shoot him first. And Robert, I guess he was so drunk, like he was, he was ready to still fight him, even though he had the gun. Yeah. And so he shot him in the leg, tried oh, to shit. get him to stop. That didn't, that didn't, that didn't work. So he was still coming at him. And now, mind you, this is a nine millimeter gun. Yeah. With high power bullets. So you got shot in the leg with one of them. You would think it would stop you, but it didn't. He kept on. He kept on coming. So he had to keep. He had to keep shooting. He shot him about four times, four or five times, and he ended up dying. Right there in front of everybody. No, not in front of everybody, because when he he walked off, like everything was good. Like he got in the car and everything. But see, he was bleeding out though, and and see, his wife took him to the hot, tried to take him took him to the hospital, but she took him to the wrong hospital. She should have took took him to Piedmont, and she actually took him to St. Francis because it was cold. Yeah. And, you know, with him doing all that, with him moving and doing all what he was doing, that's what killed him. Yeah. But, you know, they they charged him with murder. Um... He ended up beating the case, though, because, you know, it was self-defense. I mean, it was his house. It was his home, and his name was on the lease. The gun was registered to him. He wasn't even a felon. Like, he didn't even, he don't even, he never got into shit like that. He just had the gun for his protection. And, you know, Georgia has a stand-your-ground law, you know, where if you come into somebody's home or where they're, you know, where they're living, you know, where they're staying, and you cause a problem, you have a right to defend yourself. Yeah. I don't know how it is out there in Texas. I don't know how it is in other states. I don't know how it is down here. Though. Yeah. What was and what was going through your head when that when that was going on when he was getting shot? I was in shock because I was I almost got shot because I'm blowing up blunt, I promise you. And I went to a trash can to dump out the cigar guts out of the 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 um cigar. And I went back to sit on the couch, and no sooner than that happened was when they burst through the door and was fighting. Oh, shit. So, I mean, I could have got shot because, I mean, it happened in the kitchen. But, I mean, hell, I mean, bullets ain't got no name. Man. Hell, who was to say that shit couldn't have ricocheted and bounced back and had to hit somebody else? Yeah. And then what made it worse was, you know, his, the man's kid was in there. You know, his wife was in there. My sister was asleep, though. She passed out. She didn't hear any of this. Oh, wow. I don't see why she didn't. Especially when the gun had fired. I don't see how she didn't. So she couldn't even be a... She wasn't even a real witness to the case. They yeah. wanted me to witness. They wanted me to be a witness. Because I was there. Yeah. They wanted... They wanted his... They wanted the brother to come and say something, but he got ghosts. He left. He yeah. wasn't talking to them. 
they just, they figured out how to get in touch with me, though. Because I had somebody, you know, that worked, uh, I, somebody worked for the law office and they, I just so happened to know the person. And they just fucking kept calling me to, they wanted me to come to, this boy's mama wants you to come to court and say it was self-defense and this, that, and the third, and she gonna pay for me to come back to Columbus and this, that, and the third, and because you know by all this, you know I left. I left. You know I wasn't in Columbus. Anymore. I went to Raleigh for a little bit. Then I went. To, Melinda wasn't even in Columbus at this time. She was living in Thompson, Georgia. So I, you know, I went to North Carolina for a little bit. And I went to Raleigh, uh, went to Thompson to chill with Melinda for a little bit, and I didn't get back to Columbus to 2018. Yeah, I stayed with his name is Patrick. That's the person that kept calling me about the court shit. Yeah, so I, I felt I stayed with him. I didn't want to stay with him. He's a, he's another person. He's he's something else. <laughs> but um, I'll just say that he's something else. He's fucked up himself now. Damn. On on dope. Damn. Um. So did you did you go testify? Uh well, they ended up not even have to use me. Oh, okay. But he he still got off. He got off the you know the yeah. charges. He beat it. You know. He definitely beat it. Damn, did that like did that kind of mess you up a little bit? Because I mean, oh, I wanted him to beat it. No, 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 no. What I mean, like, um, experience experiencing that, like, right there, like someone. No, no, shot. I mean, because I've seen shit like that before. Oh, you have? Okay. I mean, when I when it happened, yeah, it was a little shocking because I it kept replaying in my head. Like, damn, I don't see how that happened like that. Yeah. But it did. So after you came back to Columbus for for the court, um, how long were you there for? And then when, where did you go after that? Uh, uh, well, I, I've after court. I mean, I never really went anywhere. I stayed down here. I mean, I pretty much got it. I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, I, I, I mean, you know, I battled with drugs my whole life. And I mean, like, I just got addicted. I got back on drugs and I got stuck down here. So who are you staying with now? Right now, I'm staying at a person's apartment that is at the hospital or at a rehab center. Mm -hmm. Or I don't know where he is, but he got his leg amputated because he was a diabetic. He abused drugs, crack. And it's just, you know, this is just, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to do something different. I'm trying to do something. I'm trying to do go the right way right now. Like, uh, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm probably going to eventually have to leave from here because, I mean, I, I've i thought about taking over this apartment. I've, it, you know, it's pros and cons of it. You know, I've been thinking about it. What are the pros and cons? Well, the pros and are is that the, <laughs> the rent here is only $300. Yeah. And it will be my own spot and I would have my own place. Yeah. 
the cons are is that <laughs> the people that owns these apartments, they crooked as hell. I don't want them to know my first and last name. They never knew my first and last name. Yeah. I don't want them to know. I don't want them to know it. And it's like they don't like to fix shit. But they're slum landlords, basically. They want fucking. They want their rent money. That's all they care about. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I mean, my cousin was talking about coming down here to pick me up. Damn. So, I mean, obviously you have like a like a rough, tough life. Did were have did you ever like get in contact with your dad? Um, Oh yeah, point. my dad was going on because I got to the point where I was at this apartment. I got really, really suicidal. And it goes back to what I was telling you when I when I was saying about what he said about his warrants and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. Um. He he, I basically told him he was like, because we don't we didn't really have a close relationship, and you know I was making a lot of posts about it. And people kept telling him about what we're going, what I what I was saying on Facebook, and so my mom finally called me, clicked him in on three way, and they were just like, "You just got one chance to tell us what's going on," and I just told him like, "I'm trying to get off drugs." I mean, they um, they um, they got me an Uber to go to um to Piedmont Medical Center and um they tested me and you know my benzo level was so high that they 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 had to keep me you know they they deemed me 1013 which is basically like they hold me against my will yeah suicidal thoughts and the levels that's in my system so, because benzos is just like opiates, what yeah. people don't really know. So what's what's like what's going through your head that that's giving you suicidal thoughts? Like what, what what do you think that's causing it besides the drugs? Like, I was thinking like I wish I never got started with it. Um, wish I'd be wondering like who would miss me, who who would care. all that so usually i don't i don't step into people's lives like i let you guys say your stories but listening to your story man when you say who would miss me i i've, I've heard every every spot you've gone to you had a friend to let you stay there yeah and i think everyone that you came in contact with will we'll miss you. You know, I just don't be feeling like that at the time. And yeah, yeah, I I feel you. Um, man, so how do how do you feel about your dad now? Because I mean, we talked about it back in 2014. I finally told him that I knew. It took me all them years. Way back from two, from basically ninety nine to two thousand and fourteen, for me to tell him that I 
that that it affected me. And he told me that, you know, he told me I should have been said something, but it was hard for me to say something. I mean, we got, our relationship now is so-so. I mean, we're not really, we're still not all that close, but, I mean, it's not like we don't talk ever. Yeah. What about the relationship with your mom? This got better. Matter of fact, she just bought me a storage This sit right over here. Mm-hmm. Damn. I'm proud of my trunk too. I like it too. <laughs> Damn, you had a you had a rough life, man. So okay, so looking back, looking back at everything you've been through, you you you've struggled a lot. You know, you're still struggling now. Um what are some things that you would want to say to someone like a phrase or any kind of advice that you would like to give someone that that's gone through what you, you you've I don't gone really through? Have or anything like that. I could just tell uh, blind people in general. Yeah. That this world ain't sweet, man. Like for those that live at home with their parents and that sheltered, like this world ain't sweet. It's probably the reason why you are sheltered. I don't agree with being sheltered, but it's like you. <laughs> I, I it's, it's, it's you. I, all I can say is, if all I can tell you is, is go to school, man, and and you know, for the younger generation, like go to school and don't let don't let the music that you listen to influence you because it can especially the new music that's out now yeah well damn man it was good talking to you man oh yeah man definitely man i got to go find me something to eat man. <laughs> all right brother so before we go um i'm gonna let you close it out and go ahead and let them know who you are and what this is yeah, um, like I said at the beginning of this, my name is Darius Johnson. I'm from Jersey City, New Jersey. And um, what y'all just heard two and a half hours of was um, my blind life. There you go, man. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. Um, again, follow us. Uh, Darius, you want them to find you on Facebook if they want to contact you? Yeah, y'all can find me, um, Darius Johnson. Um, my regular name or you know you can look up my email jdarius57 at gmail.com that's j-d-a-r-i-u-s 57 at gmail.com uh, I'll be on WhatsApp there you uh, go got my number um, yeah if you want to get a hold of him just send him an email he'll send you his number or something um, or the really Facebook Messenger. Facebook Messenger, you know, something, anything. Facebook, anything like that. You know, uh, my phone is, this phone is handy, man. Yeah. Uh, but I appreciate you being on the show with me, man. Um, I wish oh, you yeah. well. Uh, my hopes are with you, man. My hopes and prayers are with you, brother. Thanks, man. Thank you, man. All right, man. You have a good one. You too, man. Appreciate it.